Welcome to the Sunday Sermon Podcast. My name is Paul Etterling. I am the lead pastor of the Westerville Free Will Baptist Church. We would appreciate it if you would like, share, comment, and rate this podcast. You can also subscribe to our podcast from the platform you use to listen to podcasts. This will help our podcast become more discoverable in the podcast universe. If you would like to know more about our church, we invite you to visit us on the web at westervillechurch.org. Recently, the Westerville Fremont Baptist Church celebrated 60 years of ministry in Westerville. This is the second of four bonus podcasts, which will include the four sermons given during the celebration. Today's speaker is Dr. Neil Gilliland. He is the director of member care for I Am Inc. If you would like to learn more about Neil and I Am Inc., a link to their website is in the show notes. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Now let's join today's sermon. I don't know if you noticed, I can't keep a job. Well, it's, uh, it's incredibly humbling to be here tonight uh, to celebrate this time together. It's, it's it, oh, I almost dropped that. It's a joy to be here with Danny. Uh, Danny and I started in the first, if you don't know where first cousins once removed, I have no idea what that means, but he does. Uh, but we started in the first grade together. Uh, he, he was a lot smarter than I was. Then we came to Ohio State together, roomed together. Uh, we have stories, but we promised each other we would not tell them. Uh, and I, I don't want to take a lot of time about memories here at the church. By the way, you're going to have to forgive me. I usually never use notes. I'm going to tonight because I have a tendency to chase rabbits. And uh, I'm trying not to tonight. But when, I, when we came to OSU... My biggest fear, I didn't, I wasn't afraid about going to class. I wasn't afraid about living in a dorm or being, you know, we came from Slocum Station. There's not a lot that happens in Slocum Station. Matter of fact, there's nothing that happens in Slocum Station. The only saving factor, that may be rural. Danny came for on down the road past Happy Hollow. You're at the other end of Happy Hollow. Uh, but my biggest fear was what would happen to my faith? Because I know people who went away to college, and all of a sudden now they listen to professors who told them untruths. And they, they went in church for 18 years, and all of a sudden they go hear one guy talk, and they make a shipwreck of their faith. And that scared me. The first Sunday we were at OSU, this is the way I remember it. Danny may remember it completely differently. But I asked Danny's brother, Mark, who was... We had hoped to come, but um, who? I wish you could watch Mark play the piano. He plays every key on the piano at one time. I don't know how he does it. He has these huge, he can cover six octaves with one hand. Um, but he said, I've, I, we, I asked him, where did you go to church? And he said, well, I've tried several. But he said, I heard about this church up in Westerville. You want to go visit? We said, sure. So Mark and Danny and I came. We came in and sat on the right side about three-quarters of the way down, and Annalie came up to talk to us. And we introduced ourselves. She introduced herself. We told her, you know, we came from churches in southern Ohio. Um, And she said, do any of you play the piano? (laughs) I said, Mark does. So Mark started playing the piano some 
for the church until Donna came. And that's a whole nother story. <laughs> Is it not true if the earth was flat, Donna would be the first to fall off? That's true. She would agree to that. Um, and so that started this relationship with this church. Um, a, a wonderful relationship. But I do have one gripe. This church killed my GPA. I went from the time I came to this church, Terry, don't listen to this. I went by the philosophy that C's get degrees. I've got one. And by the way, nobody has ever asked me what my grades were. The reason for that was I became far more involved in the ministry here than I did in my classes at OSU. This place gave me a wonderful chance to minister, to serve, whether it's in the choir or the youth group or in children's church which, uh, with puppets. We started puppets before puppets were a thing in church. Sesame Street had just come out, and we go, ooh, that would be cool. I used to skip class at OSU to watch Sesame Street. I don't know much about psychology, but I do know my alphabet. Um, I learned to play the guitar here because that's what people did. I remember, uh, what's his name, Hollis, would make that A and put that little finger way down on that high A, and I went, that is so cool. It's kind of nothing now, but I thought it was cool then. But it's been a wonderful time, and, and I probably should say uh, a big thank you to, to Gary and Barb and Lori and Donnie, who made me their son. And uh, that relationship has continued all these years. And it's wonderful to see Noe and Inez, the charter members. I hated Noe. <laughs> the man praised God for everything. <laughs> we would play golf, and you, you hit the ball in the sand. He'd go, well, praise the Lord for sand. i go, no. <laughs> no, we don't praise the Lord. But he did. What a wonderful testimony. Well... It, it would be nice to spend all night sharing, but I have something far more important. I, I will be honest, I don't know as I've ever felt as compelled to share a message as I do tonight. And I, what I want to do is try to bridge last night with tonight. Mike did a marvelous job last night. But I will say it's very intimidating to be between two real preachers. I'm not a preacher. I'm a shrink. You know, I'm the guy who says, if it's not one thing, it's your mother. Um, <laughs> So before we start, can we just pray again, just real briefly? Father, I realize that my voice is weak and anemic, but yours isn't. And so, um, as humbly as I can, I would ask that you speak. That you speak in tones that we hear very clearly. And that when we leave, um, we might leave changed. And I pray it in Christ's name. Amen. I was in a African village just outside of where we worked in, in Bwake. I'd taken a group of students to this village to do ministry. I think we were doing kids' club, clubs. And um, one of the students brought this African boy to me, and he was probably junior high age. And he said, Uncle Neil, this guy has a couple of questions that I can't answer. And uh, could you answer them? And the, the questions were rather intriguing to me. One was, uh, apparently, he had heard all the Bible stories in kids' club, and he said, does the, 
does the tree of good and evil still exist? Or the tree of life? Does it? Now, I know why he asked the question. He was afraid he'd be walking through the bush one day and find this tree and eat this fruit and be condemned forever. I said, well, I'm not sure that it does, but even if it does, it would be way away from here. And then his second question was far more intriguing to me, and it may seem like a simple question to me, but it's not. He said, où est Jésus-né? That is, where was Jesus born? Now, that seems like a simple question, right? Um, I said, well, there's actually two answers to this. Uh, The truth is, Jesus is God, and he never was born. He has always been from eternity past. By the way, he was most likely under the influence of Islam or the Muslim religion who thought Jesus was just a great prophet, but he was just a man. I said, but there was a time that God became a man, and he was born in this little village called Bethlehem, just north of here across the Sahara Desert. Well, if you will, turn to John chapter 1. This is the passage that Paul gave us. It says this, in the beginning, this is verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Let me just stop there a minute. That truth got him crucified. Uh, I'm going to come back to this towards the end of the sermon But C.S. Lewis put it this way, either he was a liar, he was a lunatic, or he is the Lord. I mean, if, if if he said that it wasn't true, he's a liar. Only a lunatic would say something that would get you killed, or he's the Lord. The old Scottish commentator, oh, let me finish the passage. Sorry. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. (laughs) And the life was the light of men. The light shines in darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The old Scottish commentator, preacher commentator, Alexander McLaren wrote, to attempt to, adequate, uh, adequate, uh, to attempt adequate exposition of these verses in our narrow limits is absurd. We can only note the salient points of this, the profoundest page in the New Testament. So I won't attempt to do an exposition of this passage. But I want to use this passage and understand the truth of why this passage has been critical in the history and life of Westerville Free Will Baptist Church. But in order to do that, we have to go back to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12 is what I call the beginning of God's redemptive narrative that flows through the rest of Scripture. Now, I don't want to ignore the first 11 chapters, but the first 11 chapters of Genesis are sort of the prologue or the introduction to the rest of what the story is. And when you get to chapter 12, in verse 1, I will just read it. It says this, Now the Lord said to Abram, or Abraham, he will be called later, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. By the way, 
I know I shouldn't say by the way because that means I'm going to chase a little rabbit. So when I say by the way, just hang on. He told, he told him to go. By the way, Abraham was an old man. Can't you see him? There he's got his walker. Where are you going? I don't know. God just said go. Oh, by the way, he's telling you the same thing. I think we get the wrong idea about church. Do you know why you go to church? You come in here to get fed and encouraged so you can go. I, you've heard me say this. He said, go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel. He did not say, sit ye there and wait ye there for them to come unto thee. He said, go. He said, and I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. It's known as the Abrahamic covenant. That's the beginning of God's redemptive narrative that's going to flow throughout the rest of the Scripture. It's all about that. That he is going to bless Abraham and his family, which, by the way, at that moment was rather ludicrous. At that moment, he had no children. And there are old people. I probably shouldn't tell this story. This is another, by the way. We had, a, we had a widow and a widower in our church in Nashville. They were in their 80s, and they started dating again. And it was, they were cute. They were just like two teenagers, you know, looking like two cows dying in a hailstorm. And whatever that looks like. But they started dating, and they got married, and I sat them down. I did. I, I shouldn't have done this, probably. But I said, Charlie and Juanita, this is really none of my business. But if I were you, I'd wait a couple years before you start a family. <laughs> and he said, well, you know, we've been talking about it, and we are going to wait. <laughs> but that's, that's Abraham and Sarah. And then Isaac comes along, right? Remember? By the way, the rest of the family is messed up. Now, my brothers were not always nice to me. I was, I'm the baby which means I'm the baby. But none of them ever sold me into slavery. This family was pretty messed up. And by the way, by the time we get to the end of Genesis, Genesis, the rest of that story, is the story of a family. By the time we enter into Exodus, we move from a family to a nation, the nation of Israel. Now, what's the significance of Israel? It really only has one significance. It is the conduit through which, it's the conduit through which the Messiah would come. That was the purpose of the nation of Israel. And I don't have to rehearse all the stories. There's one incredible stories, and you wonder, what in the world is God up to? Because it's a roller coaster ride with them, right? They love God, now they don't. They love God, now they don't. It is a roller. You just read through that narrative, and it is incredible to listen to. It's a, it's a, a story. It makes me feel better about myself sometimes. But all along, you get these glimpses of the Abrahamic covenant. Uh, I just want to point out uh, a couple. Uh, John 46, I'm um, John, uh, Psalm 46.10, by the way, I like it in French better, we, we, we pronounce the P. 
It's Psalm. If it's there, use it. So, Psalm, I, this verse aggravates me. Not the verse, but the way people say it. They only quote the first part. You know what it says? Be still and know that I am God. And that's where they stop. But listen what it says. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Why are you still so that you know God? So that he can bless you so you will bless the nations. And it wasn't just about the nation of Israel. Sometimes we get the idea that the whole Old Testament is about the nation of Israel. No, it's not. It's about the ethnos. That word nations can be translated the ethnos, the ethnic groups, the people groups. A people group is somebody that calls us, us, and them, them. Uh, We put uh, geopolitical boundaries around that. Uh, It doesn't. By the way, this is God is bringing the nations here. I, I, I... I was just, uh, as I came in, uh, a very close friend of mine who was one of our former Free Will Baptist missionaries to Japan is now the owner-operator of the Chick-fil-A in Hilliard. Do you know what he does? you know what he does on Sundays? Um, Hilliard's pretty close to Maryville. You know what's in Maryville? A Honda plant. You know what the Honda plant's full of? Japanese people. He goes and preaches at the Japanese church and is having a ministry among the Japanese. Where? Here. You know, we get aggravated when they don't understand our order at McDonald's. I want to learn Spanish. I probably won't, but uh, Danny and I were in Cuba. Danny took me to Cuba. I was in Cuba last, um, twice last year. I wish I could go every year. It's the greatest place ever. Um, I wish you could be around those Christians. And by, oh, this is another, by the way. I, I'm very, I'm almost apolitical. I really don't care. The strongest Christians I've ever been around live under communism. And we're fussing about what our president's doing. Uh, by the way, I don't care who you put in office. It's not going to get better. Read the book. Read the book. It's not going to get better. I'm thinking about becoming a Whig. I think that might be cool. I don't even know what they think. I want you to look. Danny, preach tomorrow. I want you to listen to what Isaiah says. There will be no gloom for her who is in anguish. In the former time he has brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he has made a glorious way of the sea and the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. Listen to this. And the people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. For those who dwell in the land of deep darkness, on him the light has shone. If you go, that's in Isaiah chapter 9. If you go just a little further down in this verse, it talks about what the light is. Listen to this. For unto us a child is born, a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government of peace, there will be no end. And there were, and on the throne of the, uh, 
and on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness. From this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. By the time we, come to, we get to the end of the Old Testament, and as Malachi, or if you're Italian, Malachi, closes, there's 400 years of silence when God doesn't speak. I often wonder what it would have been like during that time when God was silent. But by the time the New Testament opens, the silence is broken. We most often hear about Luke's account of the story. Most of us can quote the passage. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. There's an obscure character in that story. Mike alluded to him last night. If you're around church a long time, typically a pastor will preach on this eventually. But most of the time overlook this character that I think may be one of the most important characters in this whole story. And it was the old priest Simeon. Simeon was old. He was an old priest. But the Lord had told him that you would not die before you saw the Lord, he saw the Lord's Christ, before he saw the Messiah. Can you imagine? I know what it's like to wait. Dean knows what it's like to wait. Bless his heart, he spent his whole life waiting on Donna. <laughs> we, dri- we drive 35 miles to church. We drive two separate cars. It just saves a whole lot of... <laughs> I remember I couldn't wait till I finished school and could start language school so I could learn another language to be able to share the gospel. I remember I couldn't wait till we stepped on the soil of Côte d'Ivoire or Ivory Coast in West Africa. I just couldn't wait for that. But can you imagine what Simeon must have thought? Every day he got up and wondered, would today be the day? And every time he saw a couple coming with a little baby, and he wondered... Is this, is this it? D- Dr. David Outlaw paints this story in a very beautiful way. But, you know, he holds the baby. This one? No, no, not that one. <laughs> Maybe this one. And they came to the temple to, to make sacrifice or to dedicate their child. Uh, every Jewish family did that, especially for the little boys. And, and they would offer two turtle doves or two pigeons, if you will. But there's one morning that Simeon was going about his duties in the temple. And he looked, and coming up the steps of the temple through the early morning mist were these two shadows of a young teenage couple. And something inside Simeon seized, and he knew that's him. And I'm sure he said, can I hold him? Can I just hold him? And Simeon looked into the face of his Redeemer. 
God's message to Abraham was now fulfilled in this baby. The ultimate blessing from God. If, by the way, when you hear that and something didn't seize in your heart, I'm not sure I can help you. And this is what he said. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For mine eyes have seen your salvation, that you are prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel. Ooh. No wonder John 1.14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory, glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Listen again. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Let me make an observation. Why Have you ever wondered why he used that term for Jesus as the Word? Now, uh, having gone through language school and traveling internationally a good bit, I've been to a few countries, um, I get to go to a new one next year, so I'm excited. Uh, I always get excited when I get to go to a new place and see a new culture and get to worship with people who don't speak my language. That's the best thing ever. Um, but words and language become very, very fascinating to me. Uh, if I say, let me spell this word. If I say C-H-A-T, what do you think about? talking with each other. If I were in a French congregation and said C-H-A-T, they think a cat. It's the same words. I mean, same letters, but it's a different word. It has different meanings. By the way, I ran across this, and this might be another, by the way, but I just found this fascinating. Somebody posted, one of my missionary kids, uh, one of the boys we had in our dorm, posted this on Facebook, which is the repository of all information. It says, uh, see if you understand this. This was so fun for me to read. It says, being bilingual, et parmi les best pleasures dans le monde entier. Think about it, pour non stone. You can utilize two different languages en le même temps. In the same way, that makes ton cerveau want to explode from the speed pour laquelle it switches from one langue to the other. But still, tu peux do it. Resentir Especial, at the same time, et c'est pour ça, you are unique. I read that and it made sense to me. <laughs> that makes sense to you, does it? But every few words, they switch languages. I read it and didn't have to switch. I knew exactly what it meant. So words are fascinating. So why would he use this for Jesus? Well, it goes back to that 400 years of silence. Uh, languages evolve and change. By the way, if you don't believe it, visit Ireland or England. They speak English. They don't speak the same English I do. You can get in trouble real quick. I was in Ireland and I said to this girl, I like your pants. Pants are women's underwear. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that in church, should I? They're trousers. 
They use different. They, I mean, I was in trouble all the time. So the, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. During that 400 years of silence, that, that language morphed into the language, a derivative Hebrew that we call Aramaic. And most of the, or a lot of the New Testament, what Jesus spoke was this derivative. And in Aramaic, they, they just like in Hebrew, they honored and respected God so much that they used the word Yahweh. They wouldn't say his name. But in Aramaic, they would use the word. So if you read an Aramaic tes- uh, Old Testament, instead of seeing Yahweh, you would see the word. And so that's why John uses, he was the word. And by the way, it was God's ultimate expression of himself to humanity. So why is this important to Westerville? I think it was because the founder, Delmer, he saved We were here in the 70s. I know for some of you that's ancient history. I just told Noah, I think I was born right after the earth's crust was cooling. But in the 70s, the vestiges of the 60s were still around. Long hair. Going to the movies. I worried about you putting the price of movies up there because we didn't go to movies. You didn't want the Lord to come back and find you at the talking picture show, right? A dancing foot and a praying knee don't go on the same leg. We didn't go to dances. But in my memory, I don't ever remember Delmer preaching about that. Ever. I even asked him once. I said, Delmer, every other church that I go to, they're preaching on guys getting their hair cut. He said, Neil, I've got a lot more important things to preach about. If God wants him to cut his hair, he will let him know. I said, that's beautiful. Why? He preached Jesus, the Word, because He blesses us so that we can be a blessing to the nations. He preached His death, burial, and resurrection, the gospel. And for the past six decades, that's been the focus from this pulpit. May I encourage you, Paul? Just preach Jesus. Other stuff will take care of itself. Now, I suppose there's a place for some of that. I don't know. But I think we have to go back to what C.S. Lewis asked. Is he a liar? Is he a lunatic? Or is he the Lord of your life? And here's the reality. If he is the Lord of life, it changes your entire life. The trajectory of your life will be completely altered. Trust me, I never expected to be here. Especially standing in front of you. When we, I went away to Bible College or Welch, they used to send Danny and, out, and I out to do youth things. Danny used to get me to try to preach. And I never would. Because I'm not one, I'm a shrink. That's why I do this. 
I would have never get, but when Christ is the Lord of your life, you became obedient to what He asks because it's about Him. It's about the Word. And that, again, is the hallmark of this church. I started by saying I owe a great deal to this church. And I remember Danny's brother Mark saying one time that for our parents and people who have poured into us, we owe a great debt, and there's no way that we can repay them because the debt is too steep. The only thing that we can do is to do what they did for somebody else. I hope my life has been a reflection of what Westerville did for me. If it's not, I failed. Because more than anything, I want the Lord to truly be the Lord of my life. Which means uh, it's not about me. Uh, we're a selfish lot, aren't we? If I'm talking to young people, I say, you, you may tell me you don't like you until you get the yearbook. We like us. It's not about you. By the way, the one thing that um, he said, that one of the hallmarks of this church, too, is people worked. If, you're, if the Lord is the Lord of your life, it's not convenient. I don't think I've ever done anything in the kingdom that was convenient. Who cares? Unless you're wound up about yourself. In the beginning was the Word. But that Word came to give us life. Because He's the light and we're to reflect that light to the nations. I'm so thankful God has allowed me the privilege of being involved in the kingdom and allowed you to be the privilege of being involved in, in the kingdom. I don't know why all of you are here except for the fact that you love the kingdom and you love him. Will you pray with me? Thank you once again for downloading this bonus podcast of the 60th anniversary celebration of the Westerville Free Will Baptist Church. If you would be so kind to take a moment to like, share, rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. This will help us become more discoverable in the podcast universe. Be sure to download tomorrow's bonus edition of the 60th anniversary celebration from the Westerville Free Will Baptist Church. Tomorrow's podcast will feature a message that I gave on Sunday morning of the celebration. <music>